Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burn This, a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. My name is Sammy. I'm Valerie. Thanks for coming back, y'all. <laughs> again and again, and I love that you do. Yay. I am prepping for our cus- company Christmas party. Oh, is uh, it that time again? Um, I feel like you just did that. I know. I feel that way, too, which is next week. There's like a, a week of festivities planned, and God, I can't wait until it's over. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if somebody was, you could actually just attend the festivities? I know. And then you could be like, oh, it's the holidays. Isn't I this know. great? Yeah. Festivities, as opposed to being on the end of, oh, we have to make all that happen. Yeah. I don't like making it all happen. It's just, it's also, I'm such a bah humbug about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally picture you like, here's your decorations. Yeah. Here's your, here's your frosty beverages, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, years and years of working in retail and or food service during the holiday Mm -hmm. season will scar you for life. Like, I do not know when or if I will ever be able to enjoy Christmas again. I, I just am going to say when you're not on the the production end of it, when you're on the receiving end yes. of just being able to dress up and go to a party right? and appreciate the catering staff as caterers. Yeah. And, you know, that that's when you'll start to enjoy it again. I promise. When you have somebody serve you, <laughs> that's when you'll enjoy Christmas again. Right, Julieta? She gets served all the time. I know, to be a dog. Well, I should say to be our dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She went to the groomer, and I was hoping they were going to give her more of a cut than they did because I br- just brought her in for a um, like a, a trim, not even mm-hmm. a trim. They, I guess they called it a cleanup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were going to really open up her face at least, do the nails. And while they did wash her and fluff her, my Lord, she is like the biggest puffball now. (laughs) Um, But they didn't really open up her face too much. I'm like, I'm going to have to bring her back in, you know, to do a trim because I'm like, she's going to grow so fast. But she is so soft right now. Like, I just want to make mittens out of her. Yeah. So to the point where she's like, can you stop petting me? Because I'm like, you're (laughs) just so fluffy. Season 2, episode 15, Tall Tales. Something supernatural is offing do-batters at a university. Dean and Sam check into it, mysteriously start bickering like an old Mary couple, and call Bobby for help. Written by John Shaban and directed by Bradford May. Well, that does not lie. <laughs> That's definitely... This, this, was, this was a good episode. What a, tr- <laughs> what a treat and what a joy this episode was. <laughs> it, was a, it was also just a fresh breath air, you um, know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew because you mentioned it last time, like this was a first appearance of Richard Spate Jr. Mm-hmm. And I knew what episode it was, but had forgotten everything up in, about, like, it. about it. I knew the yeah. ending. Like, I knew what the ending was going to be, but but, but everything but the, that filled in the episode, the I was yeah. literally, like, I was laughing like a damn fool the entire time. 
I think one of the things I liked about it was not only the writing and stuff, but it's like the the actors kind of poked fun at themselves a little bit. Yes. In the sense of any time there was something that was funny about what was happening, they how do I how do I put this? Let's just say because they're two beautiful men. Uh-huh. Anytime they could make fun of how they looked. Yes. They did. Yes. You know, if it was a freeze frame on a weird face they were making, that's mm-hmm. where they froze it, you know? Yeah. Or if it was you know, uh, Jensen eating, you know, it was oh, yeah. not they just like, Jensen they, eating. They turned up the notches uh, yeah. 20-fold, if you will. Yeah. It was and, just... Uh, and I, I appreciate that. I appreciate them taking a chance on making themselves look foolish. Yes. And what a 180 from, like, especially <sighs> the last two episodes, which were just so heavy. Uh-oh. Oh, heavy. And so meaty, oh, meaty. I think, is how you described <laughs> the last one. Um, yeah. And this is, like, where they start their, um, like, experimentation phase of, like, how far can they go? What kinds of tricks, no pun intended, can we <laughs> do here with this right? show, with these characters? How far can we stretch these ghosty things yep. and monsters which yep. I would say, this, so far, they stretched this pretty hard, but man, this it worked. pretty hard. This, yeah, but this was so needed, you know? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but this is what the episode is. Thankfully, this isn't, uh, the, the this particular monster of the week is not an end-of-the-world type of monster. It's it's not, you know, the a zombie. It's not, you know, a Wendigo. It's not this horrible, scary thing. It's still the monster of the week. yeah. Um, but it's, <laughs> but it's like a humanoid monster yeah. kind of yeah. thing. And if this is your first time ever watching this show and watching this episode, you you will never be able to watch it the same this episode the same way again. You know what I mean? Like you can right. only enjoy this episode once the once. way that it was intended. Right. I had a hard time taking my notes for this because yeah. I didn't know how to take them without spoiling uh, what comes next. Right. You know, I mean, there's so many things I could say right now about how this episode is shot, filmed and written, but that's going to kind of spoil the storytelling. Right. So so I'll just put it out there and say great monster of the week funny episode is mm-hmm. especially since you know it's the boys bickering mm-hmm. and it's funny bickering yes. i mean it starts with the you know the then and now the recap is all the jokester prankster stuff uh-huh. that the boys do to each other or have done to each other yeah you know it's the silliness all the silly things and so it just as, as i watched the recap i was like Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the gloom and doom is put away for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So, after the recap of silliness, uh, the teaser shows a big college campus, a guy in very professor type wear. You know, he's got like the, the tweed jacket and the scarf <laughs> and the, and the scarf, briefcase. The briefcase. Yes. Um, he's even got that weird professorial accent when he speaks am i making sense yeah refined maybe slightly new england and i don't even think that they were in new england um like he was he was almost like a like a fraser you know like he was trying to be a fraser a little bit he just oozed 
um, academia. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, there was no there was no Chiron, um, but later when the boys are in their uh, workers' jackets, it Ohio. does say Ohio. So okay. I yep. assume they're somewhere in Ohio. I was yep. okay. I don't believe anybody in Ohio speaks like Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone speaks like Fraser anywhere. Yeah, except so. for Fraser or exactly. um, uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. He does kind of naturally <laughs> speak that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, uh, this professor. So yeah, no, I was going to say the building you described was yeah. beautiful. I was yes. like, wow, what this yeah. beautiful stone brick building with this amazing stained glass window. Mm-hmm. And it kind of winter there's snow on the ground it's mm-hmm. dark um late at night maybe i mean I, I wouldn't say super late at night it's just because he's going to his office yeah it's nighttime um, it's cold obviously because of his outerwear but then he approaches yeah. this girl who's um on the ledge tying her shoe or something who's just in a skimpy little dress uh yeah. no winter wear no, no boots no scarf no. no coat no it's definitely a sundress uh, yes. And he's like, hey, are you lost? And she says, no. So, well, I mean, and she's cute. You know, she's this like cute, pretty, you know, college girl looking. Um, she just she screamed. Her vibe to me was Ali Sheedy. I was like her mannerisms, her look. Ali Sheedy oh, from yeah. Breakfast Club. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, that, that smile. It's you know, mostly the had. mannerisms, but she's like mm-hmm. very wide eyed. Uh, I mean, he, he even says it like wide eyed naive or yep. something Phoenix like that naive yeah exactly um but he's like d- yeah are you are you lost and she's like no actually i was waiting for you yep i'm one of and your students and i was hoping that students. i could see you now even though it's not and, your office you know, hours very coyly and yeah and he's like well my office hours are you know in the morning so come back you know but then he's like uh eh, well okay yeah <laughs> Come on in anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And invites her up into his office. Yes, where um, she grabs a book where he is um, he's also an author uh, yeah. as well as a professor because there's a book with like a giant photograph of him on the back yeah. cover where she's fondling it. <laughs> right. So handsome. You know, yes. The name of this book, Modern Morality. Yes. So she's still like flirty, flirty, coy with him, which is like making me grind my teeth. And um, then she admits, I'm not really one of your students. And he's like, hmm, really? Well, what are you doing here? And, I mean, she gives him, like, the, uh, <laughs> I say it from Wedding Crashers, I fucked the shit out of him, look. <laughs> <laughs> Before she, well, did, you know, is like, oh, no, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have. I just, and then have. tries to turn away. He stops her. And there's a such a douchebag thing to do, but his words and his actions are very obviously not lining up because right. what he's saying is, I really shouldn't take advantage of you because you yeah. are young, you're doe-eyed. I yeah, don't like want- she's a fan who's smitten with him because yes. of you know his his small fame in the in the area. You yeah. know, he's a, he's a professor, he's a writer, you know, he's used to young girls being all kind of doe-eyed at him. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, I shouldn't take advantage, advantage of you while reaching his hand out to her and drawing her in closer. Yes, and caressing her and yeah. brushing the and hair away from her face. <laughs> yes. Mansplaining to her why, you know, she's the one who is young and naive and going to get herself into a situation. And then immediately starts making out with her. 
Yeah. Whilst they are making out, uh, we see this beautiful doe-eyed girl just start decomposing. Um, yes. Which, haha. Because uh, as he pulls away, he's like, ooh. ooh he's been kissing a corpse. He's <laughs> <laughs> backing away, like, towards the window. And she, it seems like she doesn't realize what's going on with her face. Yeah. What's the matter? Don't you like me? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, no, you know, back away, back away. And uh, But the next thing we see is uh, the janitor. Uh, outside the building, locking up. He's got his janitor keys on an, ex- you know, retracto, <laughs> a retracto yeah, yeah. leash from his belt. Locks the doors to the building and starts to walk down the stairs. Then, then you hear this like whoosh, thud, and he turns around to see the the professor um, has either been thrown, fell, or jumped out his window and is dead crushed on the steps to yeah. the front of this he, building. He literally like did a dead fall <laughs> behind him. <laughs> right title splash so introducing richard spade jr as yes. the janitor yes um i have a, a little trivia about richard spade jr who, who this this actor goes on to direct a number of episodes of sure. supernatural yeah um and he's he was a very present character in the in the supernatural cons and stuff like that mm-hmm. he actually saved one of the actor's lives during one of these supernatural conferences when the the actor had a stroke at the conference and he himself, Richard Spade Jr., rushed him to the hospital and was able to get him medical care before the stroke did any full damage. Oh, my uh, God. Was it Lassie? Uh, no, even though he did have uh, oh. a stroke. <laughs> um, no, it, it was Oh, Rob. it was um, uh, a Chuck. Chuck, yep. Oh, my God. Wow. Yep, I didn't know I wanted that. to put that out there in the beginning because I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Now I love him even more. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so, fangirling so about splash. Richard yeah, Spade yeah. Jr. <laughs> so, we cut to a, a shot of outside a hotel. A hotel. <laughs> the King's called Lair. Called the King's Lair. And, okay, you have apartment envy often. I had hotel envy with this place. Really? Yes. It was such oh. a vibe or mood, however you want to call it, that I was totally into. Oh. I loved everything about it. I loved how grungy it looked. Okay. I loved okay, the you're color noting that combination. Okay. Yes. I just want to make sure that you... Okay. I I was so overwhelmed by the grunge. I was like, wow. <laughs> but at the same time, it had this royal vibe. Like, you know, the yeah. the, the, the headboards had this little royal crest on yes. it. The ceilings were impossibly high. Uh-huh. You know? And so it had this wide open, but yet dank. And, like, there could have been water running down the walls. You See, know? I it didn't just... think that it was moldy. I thought it was more like that was part of the decorative finish oh, of the paint I or the just... wallpaper okay and then in the middle of all of this uh <laughs> like dark grunginess there's like this retro powder blue refrigerator in the kitchen <laughs> i was just in love i was just like i would live here that's great 100 percent. Uh, that's great i did like the couch because mm-hmm. it was like it was like a velvet couch that maybe had some of the velvets mm-hmm. been rubbed off yes. from it, you know. Yes. It reminded me of that chair we found 
and brought into the apartment (laughs) velvet blue chair we found which was awesome it was so awesome i wish i would have just couldn't take it it. but yeah so i get you on the vibe on the vibe i was just but i was like wow it's called the royal you know king's lair and it just looked like maybe in its day yes Uh but now it's just this like semi old (laughs) yeah and (laughs) huge like for a second like before i I missed the shot of the hotel um sign the first Mm -hmm. time i watched it and i thought they were like did they rent an apartment for a minute Mm -hmm. because it has a huge kitchen it's got a huge dresser that's like the size of my dresser here (laughs) uh the beds were huge yes and yeah they had like they had separate areas of this of this hotel room you know there was the kitchen there was the beds there was the table where sam was working and Uh trying to do his research which he couldn't do because he didn't have his laptop yes (laughs) great segue so let's stop fangirling about this hotel room and well uh, you never get to do it so there you go i know you got it all in so dean is on the bed eating like the messiest chili fry type of thing you've ever (laughs) seen I feel like all you hear, though, during this particular moment is like, mm. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's just <laughs> it's like, mouth sounds. Dean eating greasy, like, french fries or cheese fries or whatever. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and then sitting on the couch on the other side of the room, you hear Sam just, <sighs> like, all these ass- exasperated noises. He's, like, flipping pages because he can't really concentrate. <laughs> Yeah, well, because Dean's also got uh, the radio playing next to him. Yeah. Unconcerned about Sam's discomfort. <laughs> you know, how's the research going? Oh, wait, no, it's because Sam is like, could you not eat on my yeah, bed? Yeah, could you not, you eat my, not eat on my bed? Could you maybe help with the research? Could you maybe yep. turn down the radio? Mm-hmm. Which yep. Dean does the exact opposite of all of those. Like All of those. Grabs like up, a huge <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> And typical brothers. I mean, typical. I'm going to say this over and over again. My sisters and I did this to to each other relentlessly. Oh, yeah. yeah. My sister and me as well. So, obviously, Sam's missing his computer. But we also find out that one of the reasons Dean is stuck in the room just eating and, you know, annoying Sam is that his car's messed up. So, it's not like he can go out and investigate anything just the way Sam can investigate because he doesn't have his computer. Yes, and they're both, they don't outwardly say you didn't, but you can kind of tell by the tone of their voice they think the other has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. It's a very accusatory tone. So right at the the tension point, somebody knocks at the door. (laughs) It's Bobby! Bobby! Two episodes in a row! Woohoo! So happy to see him, and so are the boys. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, so glad you're here. Come on in. And he's like, what? What was so important that you couldn't, that you didn't want to tell me this over the phone? Mm-hmm. You know, and they like kind of sit him down. <laughs> like, okay, this is what's been going on. Yes. They need a fresh pair of eyes to look at yep. this case because they are just in over their heads. And okay, while I do love the apartment or hotel room, it's disgusting. Yeah. Because Bobby yeah. like ends up like moving a plate of food or like ha- old food off of the bed. Yeah. There's there's beer bottles, Gross. there's Chinese takeout. It's just, you know... I it, could, like, smell that room. You know what I mean? It, it totally smells <laughs> yeah. like old food and boy. Yep. And Bobby <laughs> noticed that, too. Yeah. And I wanted to note that as much as the boys were bickering, at least they agreed to call Bobby. 
Yeah. You know, so they put their heads together on that at least. <laughs> so they, they start to explain to Bobby about this case that they're working on. And because they, it started with a reading an obit in the newspaper about this professor mm-hmm. who swan dived out his window. Um, and it turns out that there's a ur- urban legend that, that that building, that campus building is haunted. So Sam and Dean are like, let's check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go uh, in disguise as uh, reporters. Yes. Right? So just to, to note here, they they're using a framing device of like, they're telling the story of like, okay, one week ago we did this. Yep. So they're, they're telling Bobby the story, but we're seeing it as they're in telling real it time. and yeah. it will so go like back and forth. Yeah. And <laughs> so they're cut to a bar, like a college campus bar. And Sam is talking to two co-eds um, trying to get their, their take on the death of this professor. Mm-hmm. And in typical, like, college kid fashion they're they're so excited to be a interviewed for the newspaper or for whatever magazine yeah. that they're like telling their side of the story and the other person keeps interrupting them like one <laughs> student interrupts the others like that's not how it happened or uh-huh. you know and so one guy the one one guy's being interviewed is like a jock you know frat guy he's mm-hmm. got the letter jacket on and the mm-hmm. other one just is like she just looks like a typical co-ed yeah retelling the story about there was a girl, a student on campus who had an affair with a professor. And uh, when he broke it off with her, broke it off with her, she was so despondent that she threw herself out of the window of that building. And it was out of room 669. Because mm-hmm. you turn the nine it. around, get it? It comes, six, six, you know, 666. <laughs> Sam's like, okay. And then she embellishes more and she's like, and uh, so now it's it's told that this girl's ghost haunts that building and anybody who sees her doesn't live to tell the tale. Yeah. You know, that's when the jock chimes in. He's like, if no one lives to tell the tale, how are you telling it? You know, yeah. which is good like point. typical of urban legends. Yes, you know, a good point, how though. does the urban legend get, you know, word of mouth? How does this uh-huh. keep happening? Yeah. And she's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was, um, I think at this point, Sam just like shuts the record, the tape recorder he's like, off. He's like, oh, okay. Like, Thanks. Uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Camera swings mm-hmm. to uh, Dean. So Dean's doing his own style of investigating by talking to like a drunken co-ed <laughs> you know, at the bar. The shot starts the with actually like three shots on the bar. Mm-hmm. So three actually alcoholic shots on the bar. And, uh, and Sam makes his way over to Dean after Dean, like, chugs, like, three of these shots. And Sam's like, what are you doing, <laughs> Dean? You know, we're supposed to be investigating. What are you doing? Yeah. And Dean is just uh, – this is the introduction, by the way, of the purple nurple, which is – there. I have a recipe for it. Oh, okay. Which has become canon in Supernatural. So, okay, hit me. Okay, so this all of these will be in amounts of one quarter ounce, or like one part. One part blue curacao, one part vodka, one part apple schnapps, one part sour mix, and one part grenadine. Well, <laughs> grenadine I like, but the apple schnapps, that just sounds disgusting. <laughs> sounds Solid very sugar. sour. Yeah. Because it's not only the apple schnapps, but the, uh, but the sour mix. Although, you know what, this sounds... Very close to uh, one of my favorite 
college drinks, which was a Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of schnapps, it was pucker. Have you ever had the pucker? It comes in a very like variety of flavors. Like okay. there's an a, a green apple one. There's a blue I was raspberry say, I'm just visualizing one. Something like bright green. Is it what is I'm bright green, bright blue. <laughs> there's a raspberry. There's whatever. But it's like that and and uh, and and Sprite, or you could like bump it up with some vodka, but it tastes exactly like a Jolly Rancher. Mm. It's a very wimpy drink, but man, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, three purple nurples, Dean. And he's feeling it. Yeah, he's 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 pretty looped. But he doesn't seem to think he is. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Sam does. But Dean is like, you know, after he does his shot, he's like, no, 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 I've been investigating. I've been talking yeah. to, I got someone here who knows, <laughs> you know, who knows something. And he's like, what does he call her? A feisty. A feisty little wildcat. A feisty little wildcat. Now I'm going to reel her in or something <laughs> like that. And this girl turns around. <laughs> oh, he's like, meet Starla. Yeah, of course Starla her turns name around. is Starla. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Shantae. <laughs> she's just drunk and having a good time yes and like almost vomiting a little bit in her mouth oh and uh, trying to keep my liquor down and apparently like, she yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's got a sister wow a sister introduces sam as uh major tom <laughs> yeah like my shuttle co-pilot major tom he, he, he says with a shitting grin yeah and that's when for the first time <laughs> The, this image freezes. Yeah. Like the action stops, this, this, the image, mm-hmm. the scene stops. And you hear a voiceover like, that's not, that's not what I said. Yeah. And then snap to real present time. day, mm-hmm. real time with, with Sam and Dean now countermanding each other. That's not what I said. That's not how it happened. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, say okay. things like feisty little wildcat. Feisty cat. little wildcat. And he's like, all right, so... How did it happen then? Mm-hmm. So now, Dean's retelling the story. Yes. You almost like hear the little like, <laughs> like the river. <laughs> and this time, instead of it being like this kind of grungy college bar and a drunken, you know, Starla co-ed, there's like cool jazz playing in the background. It's, you know, more of a nightclub rather than a bar. See, I felt and like it was kind of the same bar. It was just like every like the. The, the music was definitely different, different. atmosphere. Yeah. Because yeah. he was still drinking out of those stupid little plastic shot glasses that have the oh, line really? on the top of them. Yeah. <laughs> they were still taking shots. They weren't purple nurples, but... Um, they were still doing shots. They were still doing shots. They were like, to us. You know, yes. So drinking. Starla has now become an entirely different woman. I would say yeah. like corporate, classy, Grads. yeah, Grads. lawyer She's lady. Wearing, uh, I don't know. Like a, a an ankle length dress. Yeah, you know, she's not wearing a cut off jean skirt anymore, and a you know a tank top. She's like dressed. She's yeah. in, a little bit classier. We'll just say. And so you're right. No, it is the same place. It's just a different atmosphere Vibe, to the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, so you know, let's get back to what we were talking about. And this girl says, oh, but I can't. You're just so attractive. I can't. <laughs> I can't concentrate. It's like staring into the sun. And Proceeds to start making out with Dean. Yeah, Dean. I was just like, okay, so so Dean obviously thinks like he's James Bond or yes. something. 
Yes, exactly. Like, this is how he sees himself, is just, like, women, like, literally falling all over themselves to get to him. And he's just like, please, lives are at stake. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, no, I couldn't possibly. You know, (laughs) woman, control yourself. We have to get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. But then she can't control herself, throws herself at him, and starts kissing him. Mm -hmm. And this is where Sam comes in and interrupts and is like, Dean. The face. The face. The Jared was just like prissy. I mean, right? Just this prissy face. He's like, <gasps> Dean, just what do you think you're doing? You know? <laughs> and I just like I could not make it past this face. It just cracked me up. It was like this pursed <laughs> was it the lip. tight lips that <laughs> Yes. Yes. And then while he's talking, he like morphs into blah. Blah, 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 blah. And when he first said blah, 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 he's like, we really need to get back to the investigation of blah, 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 blah. And I stopped. And I was like, wait, what did he say? And then the next <laughs> sentence is blah, 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 yes. blah. And, you, and that's where we have our second freeze. Mm-hmm. And you hear uh, Sam say in real time, I do not sound like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and Dean is like, that's what you sound like to me. Yeah. And this is where blah, like, blah, Bob, blah, 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 yeah. blah. This is where Bobby just kind of puts a gabosh on it for a second. He's like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? As the description says, bickering like an old married couple. <laughs> and Dean is like, nah, because married couples can get divorced. I'm stuck with this guy. <laughs> Dean's like, it's like we're Siamese twins. And mm-hmm. Sam says, Come it's conjoined twins. twins. <laughs> and Dean's like, see? <laughs> and, I, and I just went, oh my gosh, that's me. That is so me. I'm the one who's like always trying to correct people with grammar and stuff, even if it doesn't make my point. (laughs) It doesn't improve my case at all, but I still have to correct someone's grammar. Okay, so yes, college building. Yeah, Bobby is just like, all right, just move move along. What's 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 happening? So the boys go into the professor's office as I guess they're cable guys. They never quite say what they are. I just yeah assumed I, I by the labels on the jackets and describing Ohio DSL. Yeah. Connect. So yeah, they're there to wire the, the office for DSL. Right. And, and so the janitors let them into the office. Yes. And he was just like, not going to do you much good to wire this office. Cause this guy's dead. <laughs> I saw it happen. Like he's just, uh, I can't really describe his, demeanor this janitor he's happy to be in the know yeah Yeah. he's like i've got some details and uh because sam and dean kind of they're like oh why you know he killed himself where how you know and they start you know asking him for stuff and the the janitor and they even they even bust out the emf right in front of him yep yep and he's like hey what's that for it's like (laughs) oh you know wire finding the wires like oh that's a ballsy move pulling out a Crazy device right? in front of a, a stranger. I guess they can get away with it because they've got their, like, you know, their tackle boxes of... Yeah, of know, stuff. Of stuff, so why not have a beep-beep device? Mm-hmm. But the janitor goes on to say, uh, yeah, he died. He, he went right out that window right over there. And, you know, it goes on to tell about, you know, he called himself Mr. Morality, but he had he had women in here all the time. I believe it was he got more ass than a toilet seat was the direct quote. (laughs) I was like, that's disgusting, but accurate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, 
And uh, but he also goes on to say, uh, oh, this isn't what I was going to say, but <laughs> while the janitor is retelling oh, yeah. this in while he's giving the the ass, you know, more ass than a toilet seat, um, you know, details. Dean has found like a bowl of candy on the on the professor's <laughs> desk and you see him start to start to, you know, pop a couple in his mouth. But then the next time the camera goes to Dean, <laughs> he is full on chipmunk. Yes. cheeked. he has stuffed so many in his mouth that he can't close his lips. <laughs> and then you hear the voiceover of Dean saying, oh, come on. <laughs> I only had one or two. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do that. But. Sam continues telling the story from his point of view and doesn't correct the, no. how much food Dean no, has put in No, because his mouth. Dean is still, like, before he's, like, chewing and swallowing the pieces of candy he has in his mouth, he just keeps adding more. He's, like, hamstering yeah. or, yeah, chipmunking, like, these candies. <laughs> and he just looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and he's laughing at the things that the janitor is saying. Yeah. You know, so he's responding to the janitor, and the janitor is like, hey, this guy thinks I'm funny. So he keeps going. So yep. the janitor keeps going because, you know, Dean's responding. He's got to an his... audience. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, Sam starts asking him questions, you know, about the last girl that was up here. Oh, and right. the janitor is like, nope, never seen her here before. And I didn't see her leave. Right. Right, and right, right. there is, you know, there are only four floors in this building, so it's impossible that there is a room 669. 669. Yeah. So what was that girl talking about? Right. What was that co-ed talking about? Um, Dean, still stuffing his face. <laughs> yes. And like the last shot before they cut back to real time is, I don't know, he looks like a character of the Godfather almost because uh, oh. what's his name had like the cotton in his face. The cotton in his, yes. In his yes. muzzle, but like he's like... <sighs> I don't know. He just. I also see this gif all the time. Is yep. like his face stuffed with the caramels or whatever the hell yep. he was eating. Yep. Yep. But that was that was my that was one of my the reasons I was like, oh my god, he looks so unattractive when yeah. he does that. But as a performer, most people don't want to make themselves look unattractive. Yeah. But they they went there. You know, yeah. he's like, this is it. I'll just do it. I'm just gonna yeah. go for what's called what it's called for. And I just love that it never got corrected. No. <laughs> he didn't get to tell his, his side of the story. No, but don't worry. He gets his turn. <laughs> <laughs> so so back at the hotel, um, the boys decide to do some research into the story that the janitor told. We see Sam open up his computer to do his Sam research. And he's kind of like, hey, hey, my computer's <laughs> frozen. And then he like looks to Dean. He's like, have you been on my computer? And Dean's like, no. <laughs> And Sam's like, come on, it's frozen on bustyasianbeauties.com. Oh, you know, who else would, you know, <laughs> be looking at that? And this this is what I love about this this time frame, too, is that computers froze yeah. easily. Yeah. You know, you never knew what it was going to take to, like, choke your computer, freeze your computer. And, of course, it was going to freeze on something, you know, inappropriate. embarrassing. Yeah. Inappropriate, <laughs> yeah. Busty Asian Beauties, which, by the way, if you went there... It was a link that took you directly back to the WB uh, homepage. <laughs> I wonder how much that cost to, to buy that domain. <laughs> because Busty Asian Beauties comes up, it becomes like that's not the first or the last time Dean visits no. that website. Because they're still paying um, for that domain, I'm sure, too. <laughs> but in an so, answer, Dean doesn't say anything. Leaves the room. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves the room. And, uh, and Bobby interrupts. And that's when he says, yeah, but okay, 
did you find anything? And that's when they're like, no. Yeah. Legend didn't really check out. There's nothing weird with the building. But then this other thing happened. What? And the guy's like, I, we can't. This is so weird. Yeah, we can't prepare you for what (laughs) we're about to tell you. So we cut to (laughs) back into story mode. Um, Curtis, who was the frat boy that Sam was talking to earlier with the Mm -hmm. chick, is walking along the campus. And then all of a sudden you see a a bright light above him, just like an alien light. (laughs) And you hear kind of some engine-y noises above. And then... It's the light starts to lift this guy up while he's screaming like very slowly and he's just like screaming his head off. He's like, no, no. And he's lifted, you know, a la alien abduction up into this super bright light that just so happens to be in front of that professor's building in front of that same building. So he is abducted by aliens. And this is where Bobby's just like. No. Because yeah. <laughs> even in their supernatural world, yeah. of all the things that they've seen, aliens is not one of them. Yes. Or at least they, they may exist, but they have not ever uh, come across an, an abduction story that has checked out. A true, yeah, a true abduction story. Yeah. yeah. So I just think that's funny that in their world of the supernatural, one thing they can say that they're not going to run into, aliens. Or angels. Or angels. <laughs> so cut to the boys now talking to the frat boy after his abduction. And the first scene you see is, again, three shots on the table. Which yeah. I, I, I'm like, what was the connection of three shots? I'm sure I had something I could Three is it. the magic number. That's all it yep. is. So this poor guy, Curtis, is retelling the story <laughs> of his abduction. And he's, clear, he's clearly shaken. Yeah. He's still... He's like, I don't want to be reading about this. This has got to be off the record, mm-hmm. you know. And he's trying to, you know, clearly drink away his uh, <laughs> his, his, his um, trauma, pain, his trauma. But he tells Sam and Dean the story that he was abducted. He's agonizing over everything he um, tells them. Yes, like he's he like, does not want to be admitting this out yeah, loud because like, it sounds freaking crazy. Yeah, but they he did says tests. Yep, I blacked out. They did tests on me. And then they... Probed uh, me. Again and again and again. And oh my god, the faces that Sam and Dean exchange (laughs) while while Curtis keeps saying again and again and again and again. Sam had to look away because he was laughing. Yes. And then he looks back and he's got his like... Oh, he's got... Yeah, like... mm, I'm Mm. so concerned. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, and then, and, and he's like, and I can't tell you what happened next. It's, it's, you know, the worst thing. And Dean is like, you were made an, al- you know, you were made an alien's bitch. What could be worse than yeah. that? And that's when Curtis <laughs> admits that they made me slow dance. <laughs> Cut to yeah, they actually Curtis slow dancing, <laughs> slow dancing with an alien to Lady in Red. Yeah. And there's like a disco ball that's slowly spinning. And this alien, of course, only comes up to like his belly button yeah. and it's hugging him around the waist. And they're slow dancing to Lady in Red <laughs> is dancing with me. And this alien is like cuddling him. He's yes. like, oh, he's like hugging him. And he's <laughs> and Curtis just has this like bewildered look on his face. He's oh, kind yeah. of looking around in the darkness like, what's, what's happening? <sighs> I laughed. I laughed for a good. I know a this good, was like a good time so ridiculous. 
in the uh-huh. best way. <laughs> and Bobby interrupts this scene and he's like, you guys are making this up. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are making, you guys are exaggerating. And at the same time, Dean and Sam are like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happened. And so they go back to the the scene of the abduction in front of the uh, that building. And there's like a giant burnt circle in the mm-hmm. grass, kind of like a crop circle, mm-hmm. as if an alien UFO had, you know, landed or burnt the grass while right. it was, you know, abducting Curtis. And Sam says there's no other way that this could have made been made except by a jet engine. So then they investigate some more and they find a fellow frat guy uh, who were who was in Curtis's was like a fraternity brother within the frat. Whatever. It was like a pledge. Yeah. I don't know how those work. So this is <laughs> the opposite end. So the last time Sam just got to kind of uh, pile on through and uh, make Dean out <laughs> to be a fool. And in this one is Dean's turn. So they're oh, sitting God, there I asking the frat boy questions. And <laughs> Sam, what we always say, he's got such a caring bedside manner. Bedside manner. Here, it's just like he really hams it up. Oh, God. It's amazing. He's like, he starts hugging this guy. He's like, I feel you. You're hurt. You little brave soldier. And he's like hugging him <laughs> and like stroking his hair. <laughs> you know, and like sympathetic this, like, Sam times a thousand. Yes. <sighs> yes. yes. Brave little soldier. <laughs> and Sam's like, I didn't say that. And Dean says, you're always saying pansy stuff like that. Oh, Fair God. Enough. And just like. One more moment of the highlighted differences between oh Dean and God. Sam. I know. And the Amazing. fact that we're always talking about sympathetic Sam yeah. and, you know, douchebag Dean. Yeah. And in this episode, they literally play those yeah. those personality traits up to like a thousand. I love that. I was like, I feel I feel validated, Sam. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, God, I could play those clips over and over again oh, I could of Sam too. just like. Hugging him and then hugging him again. He's just like petting him almost. He's just like (laughs) petting his hair while like Dean's asking him questions and he's answering (laughs) the frat and he's the frat guy is just like like, looking at Sam like uh okay you don't have to be doing this yeah that actor um was on Eureka with the Ronald character from uh, Night Shifter so those two were both on Eureka little trivia there for you this frat guy admits that. Curtis was just an asshole. Kind of a dick, yeah. He would haze people who were pledging. Yeah, yeah. so he so got what he deserved. Got what he deserved. Just like the professor who was a douchebag mm-hmm. and hit on students, got what he deserved. Mm-hmm. Back at the hotel, the guys figure out this connection. Right, yeah. They Dean is kind of like, he's figured out the pattern that whatever this monster is, like going after dicks. It's almost poetic. <laughs> yes. I guess it could have been a limerick. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, Dean. But meanwhile, yeah. like Sam is like frantically like tearing the hotel room apart because he's missing his computer. computer. And but, uh, and he and he accuses Dean. He's yeah. like, "What'd you do with my computer? Yeah, What'd you do with my laptop?" And and finally, Sam's just like, "Listen, don't touch my stuff anymore. Don't mess with my stuff. How would you feel if I messed with your car?" Yeah. And Dean, be the last thing you ever did, <laughs> you know. And I was like, I believe Dean in that moment, <laughs> you know. So, Sam, Sam is very much that. me as a sibling where I was like, don't touch my stuff. Get out of my room. Stay out of my room. Stay out of my stuff. <laughs> See, I always tried to be like Dean. I always tried to be like the tough guy. Like, fine, go ahead. Do what you're going to do. I can take it. I'll just, I'll just get you back. You know what I mean? I was that person. Okay, so 
oh, so now they really start fighting. It's like now all the little things are really starting to annoy yeah. them. Yeah. And Bobby interrupts again. Mm-hmm. Voice of reason, Bobby. Yes. So they, they then tell Bobby the next story. So the next story is about uh, this guy who does testing on animals. So animal tester, thus a dick, mm-hmm. you know, and we see this guy um, coming out of the same building. His labs were or his office was was in the same building. He's coming down the stairs, going to his car, and he notices a um, a watch in a storm mm-hmm. drain. Looks around like, I wonder who could have dropped this. Yeah. And reaches down, decides to, he's just, he's instead of just leaving it, he's that guy. He's that guy who's going to reach in and try to get the watch. Yeah. And uh, while he's like, on his hands and knees he's got his hand in the storm drain you know like trying to reach the watch you hear this like kind of growling and like doesn't stop him he's still reaching for the mm-hmm. you know for the watch and then you hear this like you know rawr chomp yeah <laughs> and splatter <laughs> and the sound of like limbs being torn and, yeah you know this guy starts like screaming in agony um so he's this guy is grabbed he's grabbed and torn to pieces by yes. something yes he's covered in um, his own blood splatter the time jump the boys have snuck into the morgue to check out the real cause of death <laughs> and when they like open up his little <laughs> his uh, cooler yeah his drawer they're like well this isn't gonna we'll be too one. hard <laughs> Because there's like, there's like two limbs or extremities left. It's like a leg and half of an arm. Yes. <laughs> and while they're uh, investigating these extremities, Sam notices something, pulls out like the little magnifying, like the, 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 the doctor scientist magnifying light mm. thing, and <laughs> adds to his list of careers and skills and is all of a sudden a zoologist. <laughs> Right? It's like, oh, look at that. That kind of looks like a belly scale from an alligator. Right? <laughs> and I was like, what? did he say belly scale? Yes. And then they show you, like, the camera zooms in on it. I'm yeah. like, what are we looking at? Right. I thought, I thought they were going to say tooth. Like, it looked yeah. like a tooth. Yeah. I was like, what? What? A belly scale? Really? So he's a computer hacker and, like you said, a zoologist. He yeah. knows what an alligator belly scale looks like. Yes. How did you identify that in five seconds? Right. Yeah. A belly because scale. A so, aha, belly scale. Yeah. That must lead us to the alligator in the sewer uh, urban legend, yeah. which is, you know, kids have a bad baby alligator. They flush it down the toilet. It now grows up in the sewer mm-hmm. and becomes huge because it has no predators. Yeah. Uh, so they decide to search the sewers. They're talking about like, well, what do we do next? I mean, we can search the sewers, but maybe we also call Bobby. Like maybe he's run into this kind of thing before. And he's like, oh yeah, just your typical haunted campus, alien abduction, alligator in the sewer gig. Real simple. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... I think I glossed over that because I was like, yeah, supernatural. <laughs> I know, I just... <laughs> oh, I wanted to it, also it say that... It made me laugh. When they break into the morgue, mm-hmm. they use the exact same knife through and unlock the window lock. Oh, that Sam couldn't that, do? That Sam couldn't do, <laughs> that, that Jared couldn't do. And I was like, oh, I guess I guess the props figured out how to, how to you do know, set the window lock properly so that Jensen could... <laughs> I mean, Jared could unlock it with his knife in the <laughs> without getting into a fight with the yeah. director. So they decide to... <laughs> search the sewers Mm -hmm. and bobby's like did you find anything and dean says didn't find anything in the sewers but i did find something and you see him like climb out of the sewers all clean by the way and is walking back to the uh to the impala to 
you know, to be like, I didn't find anything and notices a flat tire walks around to the other side of the Impala and notices another flat tire, you know, son of a bitch. And then as he's mm-hmm. looking at the flat tire, he sees a money clip. And all, I was like, Sweet. all four tires are. Flat. Oh, all four. I thought it was just the back yep. two. No, um, it's all four of them are just all four tires are flat. Okay. Empty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he also then finds a money clip and I was mm-hmm. like, sweet. <laughs> so he pockets the money clip and, uh, the next thing we see is. Well, it, he sees this as it's monogrammed with SW, the money clip. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, I missed so that. that's I how he like automatically that. knew, you know, it was, knew it was Sam. It was Sam's. He is pissed because he runs pissed. into the hotel room and Sam is just like. Oh, I didn't find anything. I, did you? It's like, you can't let the air out of the tires or it's going to bend the rims. And something caught. <laughs> Sam's, like, yeah. Sam's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and he's like, look what I found. And and he holds up the money clip and Sam like does the whole pat the butt like he's uh, looking for his money clip. And he's like, how did you give me that? Yeah, you know? Give me back my mine. money. Don't touch my yeah. things. Don't touch my things. And Sam's like, no. You know, come get it type of thing. But this whole thing just devolves into just a brother's tickle wrestling little fight. Wrestling. (laughs) Yeah, wrestling. Like, give it back. It's mine. No, come get it. What are you going to do? You know, type of thing. To the point where they grab each other and fall on the bed and are wrestling for the money clip. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and it's one of the, I think, a fan favorite. Yeah. Just because it's the brothers wrestling on right. the bed. And the ridiculousness of it is, again, when they freeze frame on mm-hmm. the on this fight, when Bobby's like, enough, and they yeah. freeze frame on the action, the looks on both of their faces are these ridiculously yeah. stupid faces. Yeah, I, I think like, one of them is, like, pushing the other one's face away. You know, they it's like that. <laughs> can't describe it on a podcast very well. but No, but it's, again, it's just funny unattractive it's funny um uh physical humor yes and it's like to see these two who are normally so cool and collected and Uh always like you know you gotta save me brother you know and all this stuff and they're literally fighting like seven year olds Uh on the bed i was like yay i was like who hasn't (laughs) whoever has siblings who has not had this fight right right yeah, so finally Bobby steps in. Yes, again. And he's figured it out. The voice of reason. And he's just yep. like, guys, guys, it's obvious what this is. Your heads are just so far up your asses and like. <laughs> that you can't see it. You can't see it. But you're the biggest clue. This is obviously a trickster. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and uh, Dean's, like, Dean's like, yeah, that's what yeah, I of, thought. Of co- yeah, of course. Of course it is. But um, I was going to say that. No, you what weren't. It, what, what's a trickster? <laughs> what's a trickster? Yeah, exactly. So it turns out a trickster is not a spirit or a demon. It's a, a demigod. Mm-hmm. It's a demigod, immortal demigod, that basically just causes chaos wherever it goes. And it's figured out that you're onto him, which is why he's been messing with you guys yes. to keep you occupied so he can continue doing his trickster stuff. Mm-hmm. They can create things. They can vanish things. So Yeah, like, they can make things make- appear just as real just- as anything. Yep, so like an alligator in the sewer and Or aliens that are slow dancing. Aliens. <laughs> right. Now Bobby's kind of broken the spell. So now the boys have, you know, they can kind of see things a little bit more clearly. Right, right. And, and now they're like, oh, okay, so now we need to find out what is what do they what do they look like? Well, could be anything, but mostly human. And they're like, okay, so what's been the constant 
thread in this whole thing. Other than the building itself, it's the janitor. Yes. And we Uh cut to Sir Janitor in his own apartment, which is very, (laughs) very swanky. He's wearing red silk boxers. Yeah, and socks. Yeah, socks. He's wearing a white, like, A-line tank. Mm -hmm. He's got a dog. He's been, he's reading, like, tabloid trash magazines. Yes, all which have, like, the same titles of the things that have been happening. Everything that just happened. Alligator in the sewer. Yeah. Alien... You know, abduction. Yeah, and one that catches his eye is like uh, a cannibal chainsaw Chainsaw monster. It kills family. I see, yeah, something like that. On one of the tabloids, it says an alien made me. uh, Made me. It's. It's a. An alien made me its love. Love slave. That's what it's. Sorry, I was like my handwriting. An alien made me its love slave. I'm just (laughs) gonna point out that there was a typo. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yep, they made it apostrophe s. It's. Instead of just it's. Oh. So they made it, it is. Anyway, so just grammatic typo, Valerie. <laughs> um, Didn't you just 10 minutes ago say <laughs> that I'm that girl, <laughs> yeah. even though it doesn't actually help my case in any way? Yes. yes, but I had to point that out because it was big, bold, you know, font on that stupid page. I'm like, come on. So they maybe it done was done on purpose. purpose. Because, yes, it's, a because tabloid. it's a tabloid. Yes. Yes, indeed. But I still wanted to point it out. Thank you. So, yes, Chainsaw Massacre of some kind. Cannibal, Chainsaw, Madman. That's like the last title we see before the janitor like closes it. And he's like, are you hungry? He's talking to his dog. I'm hungry. I could eat. And stands up, walks over into his kitchen where his kitchen table is just like laden with all of these desserts and like savory, scrumptious looking sweet things yeah. and proceeds to start eating and then he's like but something's missing mm-hmm. <laughs> and then these two half naked beautiful women like appear more yeah, out of yeah thin they air like materialize next to him and start caressing him proceed to feed him and yes. caress him and like giggle on him yes. he's like yeah so uh, i still can't get past the red silk boxers <laughs> Um, so, aha, the janitor is the trickster. <laughs> okay, so then the next day, the boys are back into the building uh, as their cable guy persona. The janitor is letting them up, I don't know, a different floor. But anyway, he's bragging about what a long <laughs> night he had. How much sex, sex. he had. Get it? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> Did you notice, though, that he, has always had, he always had to be a couple of steps ahead mm-hmm. of... Of Jensen and Jared. He's so short. He's so short, yeah. <laughs> he's so short that he always complained that he always had to be standing on like half apples or full apples yeah. in scenes with Jensen and Jared because they're so tall. Yeah. Which kind of makes me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, that's got to be demoralizing though, a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. Always has to be placed up on a, yeah. you know. I mean, I always laugh because when I call shows, I usually have to get a what I call a stunt step. I uh-huh. have to get, I have to have a half apple, so right. I'm tall enough to read my score <laughs> because of. I shouldn't laugh, but I laugh out of solidarity because I know the feeling. <laughs> Sam fakes that he forgot something in the truck, and uh, the other guy should proceed. And while they go upstairs, he sneaks back down into the janitor's little cage area, locker space where he's opening up lockers, trying to find clues, and in one of them, he finds all of the tabloid magazines. Right. Aha. Aha. However, 
as the boys, now that they've finished their fake cable guy job, are, are still arguing as they're leaving. Dean is positive that it's the janitor, because the magazines are there, it's obvious it's him. Sam still needs more proof. He's like, I'm not seeing any type of candy bars or proof that he has a sweet tooth because Bobby mentioned that Mm -hmm. the demigods tend to have a sweet tooth. He's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not seeing it. So before you haul off and go staking this guy, Mm -hmm. you know, I need to go do some more research. So wait here and don't do anything. Yes. Dean also calls him a tight ass. Because he's always has been one. So they're like really laying into it here. That's kind of, I think, what drives him. It's like, just just stay here. Don't kill him until I get back. And what you see is that the janitors saw them. He overheard this conversation. He's been watching them the whole time. Now, I have a question real quick. Because Sam does say, you know, don't barge in and stake the man. Yeah. Was there something that wasn't said to us? Oh, uh, Yes. Okay. Yes, there about, was. About killing the immortal guy. Yes. Uh, is I, with a stake. It's a stake that's been soaked in the victim's last blood. In, in his last victim's blood. I'm sorry. Okay. Which was not said in this episode. Okay. Because that was one of my questions. Because I think later it was on we do... probably cut for time, I assume. Mm. Uh, and then they just left in a little bit of Sam saying staked just so there's some kind of clue of how to kill this guy. Okay. But no, there was nothing said. I I checked. I was just like, wait, did I miss miss something? Okay. Okay. Just checking. Cause I was like, ah, how did they come up with this? Right. You know, as, as the solution. Yeah. So tired of waiting, Dean decides to go inside anyway without Mm -hmm. Sam Mm -hmm. and uh, is now looking for the janitor. He's not in his little cage area, kind of looking around Eventually, he starts to pull the stake out of his jacket, uh, just in case. Just in case he's around the corner and he hears, <laughs> Dean hears Barry White. Yeah. <laughs> he starts to hear this, like, groovy Barry White music. And just as he was about to go upstairs, and instead he opens up the door to a lecture hall, mm-hmm. which has been completely decked out in, I can only imagine, is, like, one of Dean's fantasies. Right. Again, with the disco ball, low lighting, and up on the lecture stage is, like, this round bed draped in red satin, you know, and those two beautiful women, Mm half-naked beautiful women, are on the stage, and they're kind of gently dancing, like, yay, come on down. Yeah, so the set for this, so the set for this was supposed to be, and if you saw in the background, there's like a blackboard of yeah, like, yeah. Um, like kind of cutesy written. It was supposed to be like sex school was kind of the theme oh. of what they were going for here, and oh. they did have some things on the blackboard uh-huh. that uh, standards and practices said absolutely not. You can't have that <laughs> on network TV. I get it. And it wasn't necessary either. No, but... Just having two half-naked women, you isn't, know, Is enough. But I guess they were really all... trying to play up the, uh, like, this is the trickster's personality. is just porn. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> porn and also playing towards Dean's weaknesses, which is... Yes, porn. porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Dean, right away, he's like, he kind of, he's like, got that little smile, like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Am I in heaven? <laughs> Yeah, and he starts to, like, walk down the stairs towards these, you know, towards these women, and then you then you hear the trickster's voice, and Dean turns and sees that the janitor Yeah, because, well, he says to the ladies as he's, like, 
really fighting to like not go up in the bed with them. It's like, you guys, you guys aren't real. And they're like, oh, sugar, it's going to feel real. And like his little like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I can't. Yeah, I couldn't it, possibly. That, that I had, had to, to have save been the, the, world. Yeah. the hardest refusal that <laughs> Dean right. Winchester has ever had to make. Uh, he did have a like a little body quake there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, like, he's okay, like, no, I can't. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta save the world instead. Yeah. And that's when he turns and he sees the trickster, yes. the janitor, who's sitting in the in the lecture hall. He's like, no, go ahead. I set this all up for you. Yeah, peace you know, offering. I did this. I know what you guys do. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go have at it? And that'll be, you know, my little olive branch. So I can go do this thing. You can do these things. Yes. <laughs> you can do these yes. two ladies while I go do my trickster. Yeah. Yes. Because what we didn't mention before, part of the trickster personality is to target the high and mighty. So all of these people in the trickster's mind, you know, deserved these punishments or, you know, right. these murders or the, you know, in the case of Curtis, they're, he didn't die, but the, right. the trauma the that he's going to live yeah. with the rest of his life. Right. Um, Well-deserved. Hosted on their own petards. Petard. Of course, do you know what that is? No, I, I've heard the phrase, but I don't know what it is. Because when the trickster, the trickster actually says that to Dean, and Dean has that question on his face. He's yeah. like, what? It's, uh, it's Shakespeare. It's from Hamlet. And which is why, of course, Dean doesn't, doesn't know it. It's because it's, it's Shakespeare. <laughs> and the phrase means basically the schemer gets schemed by their mm. own scheme. So a bomb maker gets blown up by their own bomb. Mm. That's mm. what that means. Because a petard actually is uh, an explosive device. Mm. Uh, so that's what that means. The schemer gets schemed by their own scheme. I mean, I've definitely heard the phrase hoisted on their own petard. It wasn't an unfamiliar phrase to me, but I guess I just never gave it too much thought. It's <laughs> 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 like, okay, that's what it is. So anyway, he just wants to keep hoisting out people on their petards, <laughs> you know, but in the next town. <laughs> right, He's just right. like, here, just... You know, take as long as you like with these ladies, and I'll, I'll just on, go this way, we'll you go that way. Yep. And Dean's like, I can't, I can't let you do that. You're yeah. killing people. Yeah. I can't let you do this. And the, the trickster's like, well, you know, I know you guys, um, but you should have, you should have known better. You should have brought back up. Yeah. And Dean says, well, luckily, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> enter Sam into the lecture hall, enter Bobby into the lecture hall, mm-hmm. east down a flight of stairs, each of them holding these ridiculously large stakes. I yes. just want to point out that they were like comically large, yeah. I thought, and tipped in what I now know because you told me is yes. the blood of the previous victim, which mm-hmm. would have been the alligator guy. Yeah. Right. Well, the, trickster fi- the tricksters figured out that he's been tricked. Yes. He's like, Nice. You, that was that was a setup, that little fight out there. Ah. You tricked me. I get it. Well, what do you think about this? <laughs> and like, boom, behind Sam appears the the madman chainsaw cannibal guy. guy yeah. Which I thought was funny because the, the irony, or not the irony, but the, the funny ha-ha behind this chainsaw thing is that Jared played Jared starred in the latest uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah, he fought Jason. He fought <laughs> the chainsaw guy. Wait, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Jason? Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those are two oh, different did I say people? Jason? Sorry. Yeah. I meant the, the, te- um, the, te- Texas the chainsaw, chainsaw guy. Massacre. Oh, yeah. Okay. 2016, he, w- he starred oh, uh, as the guy who fights very the funny. chainsaw guy. I thought that was Jason. No, Jason is... 
somebody else. Friday the 13th, Freddy. He's, he, no, um, Nightmare on Elm Street is Freddy. Oh, Nightmare on Elm, okay, so it's Friday, Friday the, 13th the 13th is, is Jason. Jason. Mm-hmm. Halloween okay. is Mike Myers, and Texas Chainsaw is Texas Chainsaw. I don't oh. think he has a name. Okay, 2016 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, oh, so well after this episode. <laughs> Interesting. Isn't that funny? Of course, having said that, now I need to look it up again. His latest, he was in Friday the 13th. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. And in House of Wax. And what year was his Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th was 2009. Okay, still before this. I mean, still after yeah. this episode. Yeah, but not Chainsaw. Okay, so Friday the he's 13th. A, he's a machete, right? Yeah, he's got a machete in his hand in the poster. Okay. Oh, wow, where did I get this info? I mean, From the producers of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th. Oh, okay, thank you. I thought it was a fun point that he later goes on to battle, uh, you know, uh, a, a Halloween a type of guy. Yes. A horror guy. So out of nowhere appears this like cannibal madman chainsaw guy yeah. behind Sam and Sam now has to battle <laughs> yeah. this thing. Yes. Um, and then the and two then hot the- ladies. <laughs> <laughs> turn into like, superheroes and they just i mean this was this is a scene right out of austin powers where these 100%. two fembots are just beating up <laughs> the hell on dean kicking dean's ass it was pretty and, wonderful i have to oh, say <laughs> and jensen did all his own stunts in this so, so did bobby that, uh, yep, or jim beaver the, so all the throwing around of bodies mm-hmm. was them yeah. yeah. And I want to also give high marks to these stunt ladies who mm-hmm. had to do these stunts, not only half naked, <laughs> yeah. but in heels. In heels. Yeah. So bravo, thumbs up, because I can't even walk in heels, let alone do fight <laughs> choreography. And those are the, the hard kind of heels to walk in because they're really stiletto. Um, yep. And pointy, like if it's got a platform or like a block heel to it, you got a little bit more stability. Yeah, they're way more comfortable and easy to walk in. But like those stiletto things are yeah. very hard. And I, I mean, poor, poor Jensen yeah. had to do fight scenes with half naked, beautiful, well qualified, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stunt women. Which I just lo- I just love that, and the fact that uh, Richard Spade Jr. said, "I just got to sit there and watch this over and over." I know. And over. <laughs> he said the only thing he hated about doing these scenes was how much chocolate he had to eat because right. he was like eating candy bars while he was yes. watching, you know, Sam and Dean get get their asses kicked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. so after a little bit of ass kicking from either the ladies or the chainsaw guy, uh, chainsaw guy actually cuts. Um, Bobby's steak right in half, I think. Mm-hmm. They get to a point where, like, I think it's that steak, the one that was cut in half, is, like, the pointy end is is laying around. Janitor starts, or Trickster starts to monologue. Um, <laughs> like, just, it's like at the beginning, the very beginning sentences of his monologue, where Sam and Dean, they, they see it at the same time, they kind of make a knowing nod, like, they got a play that they do, I almost said Jared. Uh, Sam <laughs> pushes it off to, to Dean, who does this like little flippy flip with his hand and like jams it into the trickster's chest. Yes, stabbing him, staking him, and the uh, chainsaw guy disappears. The hot naked women disappear. 
The and bed does not disappear. No, no. Yeah, the, set, the scene of the crime doesn't disappear. Yeah. Um, but uh, and the the three guys are like, we're out. Yep. You know. So the next thing we see is them. We go. Yep. They're outside the building. Like we need to get the heck out of here before somebody discovers this yes. young man staked yes. to death. You know, in the in the lecture hall. I do want to say and I think that Dean felt bad about killing the trickster because I think so too. I think he found a kindred well, spirit in the trickster a little bit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they laughed at the same jokes. They both like their their hot women yeah. and don't apologize for it. Uh-uh. You know. Yeah, and they uh, again, and they laughed at the whole alien slow yes, dancing joke. Yeah. They're like, "That was a good one." Yeah, yeah. that was my favorite. You uh-huh. know, they they bonded. Yeah, so I think a little sad, but also you can't keep killing people. Right. I gotta kill you. Yeah, um, we kill we kill the evil things, and so outside they're they're running down the stairs to the Impala. Bobby jumps in, and uh, Sam takes this moment just before they both climb into the car to say. Listen, Dean, I just want to, you know, apologize for, you know, everything that went on. But before he says that, Dean is like, yeah, yeah, me too. So neither of them fully say I'm so sorry for everything, but they don't have to because they're brothers. They're like, yeah, "Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. As when Bobby pops back up, he's like, listen, (laughs) you guys are breaking my heart. (laughs) Can we go? Yeah. Can we do this in the car? Can totally breaks up this chick flick moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This time, Bobby is the one to say no chick flick moments. We got to go. So they get in the car and off they go. They drive off. And you think that's like, yay, happy ending, end of the, the episode. Mm-hmm. But it's not mm-hmm. because the camera comes back into the lecture hall and we see we're looking at the dead body of the janitor, of the trickster. But then we notice that somebody is standing there looking over the body mm-hmm. of the janitor, Trickster. And the body starts to then kind of morph away the same way that the the chainsaw guy morphed away. Mm-hmm. And, that, and we the camera pans up to see the Trickster yep. standing over the body of the Trickster. Yeah. <laughs> and the Trickster, the dead body, morphs away. And the Trickster standing there eating a candy bar. And he's, he's like smirking. He's like, yep. all right. Blackout. That's yes. the end of the episode mm-hmm. is the trickster's not dead. And so it's like, okay, what? What a good twist. I mean, yes. I knew it was happening, but which again, right. I say you'll never be able to watch this episode the same way Without. twice. Um, yes. Well, it's kind of like you can't watch The Sixth Sense. Exactly. Again, except when you watch it the second time, that's when you start going, oh, a clue. Oh, yeah. a clue. Uh-huh. Oh, a clue. You know, yeah, yeah, all those yeah. things. But same, same, same thing with this episode. You can't watch it without knowing what you know. Anyway, I loved this episode. I had a hard time taking notes about it. Yeah. I'm like, how do we how do we do this do this without <laughs> spoiling it while we're talking about it? And uh, so now that we have spoiled it by talking about it, I just <laughs> wanted to go back and and say this was this was this. You mentioned the type of um, filmography it was, and I forgot what you said. Um, the way these the way it's two different characters retelling a scene oh, like, uh-huh. from point of view, different point of views. Uh-huh. And this was originally done um, in a, wait, I wrote this down in a 1950s movie called Rashomon. Oh yeah. 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 So the, there was, and it wasn't two characters. It was four different characters yeah. telling their stories. Yeah. And then the X-Files did this <laughs> um, in an episode called bad blood written by John Shaban. Mm. 
Um, actually, he didn't write it. He was a he was a co-producer on that episode, uh, which was, again, one of the funnier X-File episodes <laughs> with Mulder and Scully telling it in different in different ways. Uh, it was Mulder and Scully telling it and also the characters that they were investigating telling it. Yeah. Um, very good episode. So, again, I love I love how people's past lives you know i worked on this show and i'm gonna bring that experience into this new show i'm Mm -hmm. working on so like all the x-files creators and producers and stuff now get to bring their experiences into supernatural even if it's just little dabbles i I love that so i wanted to mention that in the beginning of the podcast but i'm like gonna ruin it (laughs) so um, i'm sure it's been done a number of times in a number of tv shows oh this type of thing but the the six degrees of, of Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, here, yeah. Just that's that's all I'm gonna say. I loved this episode, <laughs> and uh, it was like you said, it was just a nice break. Yeah, needed the humor. It was good to see the actors make fun of themselves and mm-hmm. the characters make fun of themselves, uh, but this- also strengthen the bond as brothers at the same yeah. time because yeah. we got to see a little bit more of their childhood, which yeah. is you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. not hunting. It was just them being bickering brothers, right? I am. I'm a little surprised that Sam didn't rib on Dean for getting his ass kicked by two hot chicks, considering I, that Dean is always ribbing on Sam. Like he's like, "Yo, man, you totally had a woman inside of you for like a, a week, right? Or whatever." Good point. They always make these. I mean, they are like sexist jabs, but but I expect it out of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, this episode was fun to watch, especially because I had just gotten my booster shot um, oh. the weekend that I was like prepping this, and I was just a wreck. Out, oh. yeah, very feverish, like in and out of, oh. uh, you know, wobbling, and just like kind of watching this. Um, it was the second time, like I wasn't completely like out of it, so I knew what to expect, but it was still just, you know what, I'm just so gonna fun. relax and watch this again and not take any notes yeah. and just laugh. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad. How did you react to your booster? I had no reaction whatsoever. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had no reaction. I'm so sorry. You know, my arm was sore, but that yeah. was it. And I knew to, you know, keep moving it. And yeah. I had my flu shot the day before. Um, I I was expecting to kind of be knocked on my butt. And I wasn't. So I'm so sorry. That's no, okay. Um, I, I did was, expect I it because I got such a bad reaction to the um the the, the second one? shot of the yeah, yeah of the main vaccine lucky so yeah everybody's different I, though absolutely but i'm glad i did it i'm glad oh, you yeah, did I would, it i would do it again we may I'm have sure. to <laughs> yeah no kidding i took a peek at next week's i watched episode. the whole episode oh you I, did i did just cuz i was just kind of letting it play and i was like yeah, i'm play. just going to play I'm like, and we're back. <laughs> we're back into the dark, you know, yes. dark and bloody. Yeah. This one was really good, too. Oh, was it? Okay. What was yes. it called? Roadkill. Roadkill. Okay. It makes sense considering what I witnessed yes. <laughs> in the first minute of the episode. Yep. Is a, a road. Driving on a road. A road. Yeah. Et cetera. This, et cetera. Uh, the actress in this, I was mm-hmm. like, well, how do I know her? How do I know her? Uh she went on. I mean, uh, she's done many other things, but most recently she was on Lucifer. 
Yeah, she actually plays Lucifer's mother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. As, like, beautiful as she is in this episode, just as a person, mm-hmm. you know, as an actress. Mm-hmm. Imagine her now 15 years down, 15, yeah, 15 yeah. years down the road, still stunning. <laughs> still stunning. Rude. <laughs> yep, I know. <laughs> How dare she? Yeah. How dare she? Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. Please be sure to subscribe or follow us on Apple Podcasts. Rate us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Um, we can. You can also follow us on all of our social media. We are at Salt and Burn This on Twitter and at Salt and Burn This Pod on Instagram and Facebook. We post a lot of good videos, a lot of good gifs or gifs, however you want to pronounce it. I will not judge you. Outwardly, inwardly, maybe, but <laughs> outwardly, no. <laughs> I might, I might bring up you know, your, your grammar. <laughs> and we will see you next week for Roadkill. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.